Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Rejection Diaries. My name's Stuart White. Today we're going to be discussing despair as a writer. Um, it's something which we all encounter uh, from time to time, some of us more frequently than others. And what we're going to be discussing is how to cope with that at the time, but also how to transfer that despair into hope and to make it a positive that can help propel us forward with our writing and continue and even be more productive than perhaps we were before by, by sort of resetting our mindset, um, moving from despair right into hope. So in this episode, we're going to be looking um, to answer a few questions. What do we do when it seems like there is no hope? How do we cope with that at the time? But also looking at how we pull ourselves out of those depths of despair. What are the strategies we can use? What are the, the visualisation techniques, the, the, the physical and mental things that we can do to help ourselves? Now, before we, we discuss those in a bit more detail, um, it's worth saying that for me personally, this is something that I I really, really, really struggle with. And again, it's one of the reasons why I've chosen it as a topic on on this season of the Rejection Diaries, um, because we can discuss all of the other things, but sometimes even when I, you know you have this toolkit and you you know you've great emotional resilience and your motivation is 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 doing okay or you know you have this great toolkit to bounce back from rejection sometimes we get into such a depth that it's almost impossible for us to crawl back out of it now i, I say that has happened to me a lot um i'm actually in the midst of one of um, my deepest uh, plunges into despair that I've had for for quite a while. I also had a similar episode um, back in 2019 into 2020, where I really, really, really struggled. And uh, the questions that were going through my head were things like, what's the point? Can I continue with this? Do I want to give up? Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, I was like, is there any point in me starting this story? Because, you know, I could plunge, you know, 12 months or two years worth of all of my energy into this and and not get anywhere and, and so on. And these are the kind of questions, you know, you know, it's like they, they circulate in our heads and we, we think about them a lot as writers. And, you know, part of um, the, the purpose of this series is not only to discuss these things and to recall when it's happened to um, ourselves and to think about them but it's also to make us conscious of how we can avoid it more in the future and it's very much a, a therapeutic thing for me personally um, hopefully there's a degree of therapy to it for for all of you as well who are listening so hope well first of all uh, what is hope a, a good, a good um, definition of hope is it's the optimistic or positive outlook for the outcome of a, a desired goal or activity now <laughs> that that can remain that can become very difficult when for example as writers children's writers we start looking at the the chances have been published you know we look at the number of um, manuscript submissions that have been sent to, to agents and publishers 
on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis, and we we look at how many have been published, and you know the numbers are very low. Um, there are probably, I am guessing, a lot more people writing novels and and submitting them now than there ever has been due to the technology that's available. You know the ease at which you can. A, write just by you know having a computer, but also B, uh, email and send it in. Um, in the past, obviously, there have been other uh, stumbling blocks to, to doing that, including postage, you know, printing, uh, costs associated with buying like a typewriter, I guess, or even a computer in the past before they become a little bit more affordable. So the numbers are high, so the odds are lower, which makes it more difficult for all of us. But we still we still have hope. I think anyone who's listening to this obviously still has hope. I think if you have got to that despair point, you're probably not even tuning into podcasts about writing. Um, and so that is a, a great first positive for everyone who's listening right now. You are tuned into this, which means that you must have some hope in there. No matter how low you've gotten, you must have some hope or you, you wouldn't even be bothering. For me, I, I I like to believe there's always hope. The only way that there is no hope for, for me or for anyone else is when you give up forever, when you give up entirely. And otherwise, I think hope must persist there on, on, on some level, even if it's uh, very deeply buried beneath a, a whole rubble of despair. Um, and, that, and one of my favourite quotes actually about hope is the, the one from Star Wars, um, which you've probably all heard before, but I'll, I'll read it because it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's also very optimistic. And it's, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night. And for us writers, that's you know the equivalent of, we, if we only hope when things are going well, when you know the, the writing's going well or we're, we're being um, noticed in, in competitions or agents are, are picking up our novels and, and asking to read a bit more. You know, we're getting that, the, the feel-good um, side of it, um, the external verification from others. If we only have hope, then then we're, we're, you're going to struggle. We're all going to struggle. Um, and I think that if you are persisting and continuing with your writing, um, despite all the, the various obstacles there is, then there's always going to be hope for you. But it's important for us to to try and keep that at the foremost of our mind. And as I say, I love that. That's a beautiful quote. And um, it's, it's one that's worth pinning up or popping on a post-it and, and sticking it just above your computer when when you're working away. And it just um, that's a nice motivational uh, compass for us to keep us in the right path. So when you are feeling as low as you possibly can when you're in the real depths, um, as I say, I'm there at the moment and I'm not writing anything. I am planning a little bit. I'm doing a bit of thought and um, into a new story. I basically have given up on, on the story I was writing there, um, which was my, my, my bounce back novel from uh, the Mars novel that I'd sent off to agents and, and, and received um, rejections or no replies um, from agents for. And that bounce back novel was good. It was it sort of helped me uh, move on from the previous one, but there there were issues with with this one. And um, yeah, I my motivation was so low, and 
I, I'd basically I'd, I'd given up a little bit on that, um, and and I've been looking at this new one, which you know is exciting. It's always exciting looking at uh, something new, but even then, even though I pretty much have a, a clearly um, thought out linear plot now, um, based upon you know really in depth character work that I've done, I just don't have the energy to actually write the book now, and and it's strange because. You know, surely the hard work is this coming up with the story, but I've got the story. I just don't have the the will or the energy to actually sit down and, and type the words and and spend an hour a day or half an hour a day or two hours a day, whatever I can I can spare. And I actually can probably spare it at the minute. I've just finished school for the term, and and there's just not that um, energy there to do it. You know, the the spare is 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 quite deeply embedded within me. I know it will pass. I do know it will pass. I I am very aware of various strategies I could be using to help me with it. Um, and I will use those and I, I will overcome this and I will get back to it. And I know I'll, I'll write that book um, very soon. And that's that. there's something reassuring about that when I, when I say that out loud uh, to all of you just now. And for, for those of you who um, maybe are in a similar situation, it really is worthwhile saying things like that out loud, positive messages, positive mantras, um, positive goals, and just saying, I will finish the novel, I will write it. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to promise to do it tomorrow. You don't have to be really specific in your goals just yet, although we'll talk, you know, a little bit more about how that could be helpful. But just positive reinforcement, it really is going to help you, and, and it's well worth doing if you... You know, if you if you are in the the, the doldrums, a bit like uh, I am just now. So, um, what are some of the the strategies that um, it's worth trying if you are in that situation? I know I've used a lot of these myself, and uh, you know they've been reasonably successful for me. Um, others are, are ones that I've you know heard of from other people that um, have been shared with me, and so on. And I hope that this this collection of of pieces of advice will help. And I'll try and put some of them into as much context as I can as we're discussing it. So, how do you pull yourself out of the depths when you're at the very lowest point? Now. The first one is a <laughs> ironic one because it's taken a, a break from writing, from being on social media, from anything that might trigger the the feeling or thoughts of despair that you have around your writing. Now it might seem counterproductive. Taking a break from writing is how you get out of your despair for writing, but. I have found that sometimes just taking you know two weeks off, a month off, two months off uh, completely from it reignites a little bit of that energy and the hope. I, I basically forget a little bit about the despair. And it's funny how th they say that it takes 17 days to, to break a habit or to break free of, of, of a, a mild addiction or a repetitive um, activity that you do. Um, and if, if you're constantly every day waking up thinking about writing and going to a place of despair, then you're going to need at least two, three weeks of probably not thinking about the despair for it to, to start to dissipate and settle to a level where hope can, can reignite. Um, I do believe that probably both despair and hope can, can exist simultaneously. However, all of our brains, they only have so much room. The, the amount of mental energy that it requires to, to be in a constant state of despair is, is quite high. And so it pushes other things out. And 
Um, taking that break from writing can free up extra space within your brain to to be more positive and to be more hopeful and to to focus upon things where you know you're not you're not in that space of it's never going to happen for me. You know, I see all these other writers getting published or see all these friends winning competitions and, you know, you just, you feel a bit down about, about your writing and yourself and, and so on. And the break just helps to freshen that up. Um, similarly, I've been taking a bit of a social media break-ish or as, as much as I take a break from it uh, recently, and I've not been posting very much, um, just occasionally going on to support people or, or, or send the odd thing. And it, it has helped, you know, it's, it's made a wee bit of a difference for me. Um, so taking a break from either the writing itself or social media can have a big impact. And as I say, 17 days, so looking at three weeks or so, if you can do that, um, it will have changed your neural wiring by that point. And, and you know, the, you space in your brain that mental space will be less consumed by the despair and hopefully that generally means that 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 space will then be occupied by more hopeful thoughts and hopeful therefore actions and productive um, motion for you going forward with your writing. The second strategy um, and this is something that one of my friends suggested to me recently and it's really helped is to reflect on why you're writing why have you decided to write children's book and become a, a, a novelist, children's novelist? Um, why are you trying to get your book published? Why do you sit down and do that rather than something else? And that constant reminder of why you do it um, is, is so important. It, it can act as a, a little fuel just to, to get you through that barrier of despair to punch through it and, and, and get back towards that. Um, the other end of the spectrum and the ho more hopeful end. Um, so, yeah, think about why it is you, you started writing, what it is you want to achieve. Definitely for me, you know, children, my children have been a, a big motivator over the last few years. Um, it'd be lovely to have something at some point that they could read that's mine. Um, that would certainly help. Why did I do it initially, though? And this was something that I thought back on was my own savior if you like uh, as as a child in a you know fairly dysfunctional household uh, um, growing up was to to sit in my loft and to read books um lord of the rings also been a, a very notable one uh, i think because of its length it meant i could sit up there for a number of hours and, and read it but i read a lot of other ones up there as well i remember even you know reading maybe you know less childrenly books as well up there um remember reading Pinocchio and, and Treasure Island uh, before I read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings as well. Uh, so many great books. Obviously, the, the whole Narnia series were, um, you know, a big part of my, my childhood as well. And and I remember sitting, reading those and thinking, I'd love to I'd love to tell stories like that. Um, and obviously, times have moved on. Types of stories I want to tell are very different. But I think that's the, the root of what I want to do. And actually, even just rekindling those memories is, is you know, is certainly developing more of an uh, an appetite and an energy um, for me to, to do a bit of writing. So, yeah, think about why it was that you started writing. Why are you doing it now? What, what's the point of it? If it, you know, if it's simply about getting published and, you know, those external goals are important as well, 
then think about the the internal thing. What is what's driving you to be motivated internally to to write, and that that helps a little bit. I think in terms of breaking down those um, those waterfalls of despair that are splashing on your your head. Um, the other the other one which I thought was a good one as well that someone gave me was to um, write something that's only for you. So write down something that you are not going to share with anyone. That's only about you, and, and have fun with it, and 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 write something that is gloriously imbued by your own writing DNA, and it, and it excites you, and you think you'd enjoy reading it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else in the entire world thinks. You can use your words like that. You can use loads and loads of adjectives and adverbs. You can write uh, fan fiction, whatever it is that gives you a wee buzz go for it and, and that will certainly um a trigger the 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 dopamine that that is the uh, the hormone that comes with that an activity that's you know gives you some sort of reward um in the reward pathway of your brain and it will also just get you back into that wee that wee bit of a writing habit as well maybe that'll trigger you to to start doing that you know i think like three weeks of sitting there writing some brilliant fan fiction or something that is um, that's going to amuse yourself is a great way to to break down the, those barriers of despair. I think another very good one which I, I thought about, um, which has again has helped me, is just completely forget about everything you know about the industry, about your chances of publication, all the bits of advice and blogs and so on that you've you've read. Um, on on the websites, on social media, and write like you're a brand new writer. Now, for me, I remember in 2009 or whenever it was, when I started um, properly writing each day, that I didn't know anything. <laughs> and, and it's the, it's the whole uh, it's all bell curve, isn't it, with um, the, the knowledge versus confidence thing. And I'd, I did had so much confidence in what I was doing. I would sit down, I'd do it every day, I'd you know, get the words out, no problem. I did not second guess myself at all, no self-questioning. Um, and I, I was very productive and I was very happy as well. I was very happy with what I was producing, even though, you know, reflectively, it, it wasn't the the best quality, but I was happy with it at the time, and and that, that's that's very important, I think, as a writer, is um, being happy with what you're doing at the time, even if you're conscious that it's maybe not the best quality. And so, I, th- I definitely think forget everything you know is is a great bit of advice, and um, in terms of craft advice as well, not to trying to overanalyze or overthink especially while you're writing a first draft or when you're going from a stage of not writing at all into just trying to write something, just forget about everything that you have learned and and write like a complete new writer that knows nothing, um, a bit like a, a Jon Snow uh, new writer. And if you are a bit more Jon Snow, then you might be able to, to get back towards the pathway to hope. Tell someone close to you, someone who's a writer friend, someone in your writing group, how you feel. Um, this is a, a one that's been particularly effective for me. And every other writer will have had this feeling of despair. It's, it's a, a, definitely a communal thing. And, it, and at some point, they'll feel like that. 
at some point in the future they'll feel like that at some point in the past it's, it's something that always goes round. and if you speak to someone else who is a writer and is fearless a they'll have they'll be able to empathize with you um b they might be able to give you some good advice and c they might say something kind and this is a, a particularly important thing you know about your writing and, and and provide you and offer you some hope in terms of your writing and, and, and the future that you might have and the potential chance of publication and so on. And, and I, I, honestly, this is such a, it's such a minefield in terms of, um, you know, trying to work out, like someone can be a great writer and not be published and, you know, and vice versa. And, and so I, I think trying to not correlate um, being a good writer with being published is, is an important thing as well. Um, just, just while I'm mentioning that there, because, you know, sometimes that's what people tell you when you're feeling a bit down, uh, but you're writing, you're having a chat with them, they'll say, oh, but you're a great writer and so on. And and that does help, of course, but it doesn't mean that your chances have been published are necessarily higher. You know, I, I always, I think like all my, my, my books that I've written and, you know, I've, I've definitely improved my, my writing craft and I'm better than I was, but I don't actually think I'm getting closer with each subsequent book to to being published, and that's down to concept and it's down to uh, the the commerciality, I think, and pitchability of of what it is I'm producing. So, um, yeah, so that that's just something that a side uh, thought that I had there as I was saying that. But you know, being them being kind to you is is or are you doing that in turn for another writer friend could be something that really elevates them from um, real depths all the way back up to, to where they want to be in terms of being more hopeful about their writing going forward. Okay. Um, and, and and actually, when you share, um, it is a great way for all, all parties involved to realise that either you are not alone or for them in turn to realise that they're not alone in feeling that as well because it's the it's the most um it's the most comforting thing to to share something about how you feel that maybe you wouldn't want to share normally and for the person you're sharing it with to say, Well actually I've felt the same as well. It it makes such a massive difference. And this is why, you know, sharing so much or you know, about your writing life, but also your personal life as well. And I, I do that lots. Um, I know about the importance of that in terms of those who feel similar to you. And I hope that with the whole sort of context of the podcast and what we're trying to achieve here and so on, I hope that that's, um, that's been achieved on a, a sort of macro level with the whole pod- podcast as well as obviously a micro level with a particular episode that we're discussing today. Because... You know, despair can eat at you. It can, it can stop you from writing. Even you know, like I'm sitting in front of my computer just now, and as soon as I stop um, recording this, I could sit down and write. But there's a small part of me that's still tugging away. You know, still glued to that bit of despair, and I know that it's going to be hard to wrench it off to actually um, get down and, and do something. But I know that hopefully by sharing this. A, it's, it's good therapy for me, but it'll hopefully also unconsciously unlock some of the, the barriers that um, I've got in there and that are stopping me from doing it. And I hope that by sharing this, in turn, that'll help for you too and that you'll, you'll, you'll be able to recognise a lot of how I feel and what 
I'm saying, and, and you'll see that in yourself and that will help you to work things out and to try and, as I say, move along that spectrum from despair back towards hope. Okay, so that is, um, that's all really I've got to say on, on despair and hope at the moment. I, I, I well, Actually, I've got a lot more to say about it, but I'm going to cut the, the episode short there because we're running into uh, the end of our normal running time. Um, I remind you, obviously, that writing can be lonely, but I'm hoping with the likes of this podcast and everything else that we do, that it doesn't need to be. And, you know, as I always say, feel free to get in touch with me, you know, email me, uh, DM me, send me a message, however you like, uh, to chat about any of this stuff. You know, I I love talking to other authors about this side of things. Um, And actually, sort of breaking news, if you like, um, I'm going to very soon put up a a form for people to, to sign up if they want to come onto the program and, and chat a little bit about um, their experiences of rejection and the other various things that we um, have discussed throughout this series and, and hear from different points of view as well because, you know, as much as I've got some experience and it might be very relatable to some of you, it's likely that others will have different experiences which will relate with other people that are listening. So it's, it's, it's good to get a wide range of experiences and to find out a little bit more. Okay, uh, so that's the end of episode six, Turning Despair into Hope. I hope this has helped and that all of you have a brilliant writing week. May the force be with you. <laughs>